Welcome back to the fourth episode of Why Dawson. Today we'll be interviewing Jackie Olson. I'm Saba. And I'm Paige. Um, so our first question, um, Jackie came to give us a workshop a while ago, so we know a little bit a little bit about your practice. And we know that you uh, left Dawson for a little bit, and so we're wondering, uh, like, what made you come back? Oh, wait. We need to start again. Okay. Why Dawson? The first question. Oh, okay. We skipped the question. <laughs> Oops. Why Dawson? Why Dawson? Um, <laughs> I thought you needed that part in there. Um, well, I was born and raised in Dawson. I was one of the last babies to actually be born here physically in Dawson, so I'm very uh, proud of that. Mm -hmm. um, I was raised in in um, derelict and swamps, like there was tons of things just going to decay. But um, yeah, I've this is where my heart is, I guess. Yeah. Well, uh, yeah. So we know that you grew up here, but a lot of people like venture away and then come back. So we're wondering, like, what brought you back? Well, I definitely ventured away. Like, um, I think I was 12 when I went on my first trip out to Calgary, you know, and that was a big deal. And that was my to visit family. And because we have 24-hour um, light here in the summer, it gets dark there. <laughs> and I was just blown away at like 7 o'clock and there's no sun. It's like, what happened to the sun? You know, so little kid going out to the big city. But, uh, you know, I caught the travel bug. We traveled a lot in our teens with um, different groups. Like we fundraised and went to, you know, to Toronto, over to Alaska, down to... Disneyland and down to Mexico. So I had the travel bug. Um, I traveled uh, when we graduated um, to Europe, did a three-month backpacking, came back, I moved to Calgary with my friend, and always came back in the summer to work, you know, because you're always guaranteed to have a job here, and, um, you know, it's always hustle and bustle, and you have no problems with, with work. Um, I remember one summer I uh, I said, no, nope, I'm going to take the summer off. I've been working since I was 12. I'm going to see what summer is about. Well, I think it was like two weeks in and I was bored. <laughs> so I'm, oh, I'll get a part-time job. So I ended up with four part-time jobs. <laughs> so I was busier than ever, but, you know, it was a variety, so it was okay. Anyways, um, <clears throat> I ended up uh, moving to Whitehorse um, in my tw early 20s and took a management um, program there, it was three years. Uh, so that was my for real stay away from Dawson. Uh, it's always hard leaving home, but you know, growing up in a small town with much, not much going on, everybody wanted to get out, yeah. right? Everybody's looking for that greener pastures. So from there, I decided to go to art school, so then I moved to Victoria, mm. and lived there for two years. And, bounced around. I think I lived in every part of Victoria. It's just mm -hmm. crazy times. Um, and I decided to finish my art degree, so I went to Alberta College of Art and Design in Calgary. And I have family there, so it, it was nice to have family around me. Yeah. And I really love Calgary. It's such an easy city to get around and lots of cool little places to hang out. And the, and the, um, um, the art school was so amazing. Like, yeah. So, and then I decided, uh, okay, got to go home for summer. That was in 92, I graduated. 
but my dad got sick and he actually passed away like I didn't even get to my graduation and I came home he passed away in July so uh, I've been here ever since you know and um, I've traveled a lot even even after that I traveled right up till I had my first daughter in 99 I went to Europe traveled around the world back to Europe you know so um, a lot of different places Caribbean um, quite a few times down into the States through work and different art opportunities uh, and I was always looking at okay could I live here mm, honestly right. I was yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, and um, the closest place I came to was actually Turkey. <laughs> it's so beautiful there. It reminded me a lot of home. Yeah. Um, the food is amazing. The people are incredible. You know, so I felt really, really good and safe there. Mm-hmm. Um, but when it came to having my first daughter, it was like, I can't raise my babies anywhere else but home. Yeah. You know, so I always lived on the greenest pasture <laughs> out there in my world. Um, so yeah, I just settled in to raise my family. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so you were talking a little bit about art school in Victoria and in Alberta. Um, so we're just wondering, um, how is making art in Dawson different from anywhere else that you have been making art? Dawson has a real um, special kind of, um, I don't know what the word is. There's a lot of spirituality here for me there's a lot of um, you know the land is all around us Mm -hmm. and um, you know with the rivers flowing you know the vast skies and the mountains like there's a real connection right off the bat you Mm -hmm. don't have to leave Dawson City to get it right yeah you just walk out your door and it's there walk two blocks you're on the river yeah so um, I think that makes it really easy to do art when I moved back in 92 and I graduated of course I went into uh, contemporary like abstract painting mm-hmm. and but that was all still referencing from the land and my connection to it and the and the inspiration I get from it and it was hard back then because there was no gallery mm-hmm. to exhibit contemporary artists right mm-hmm. yeah. there was two galleries in town but they only wanted commercial art mm-hmm. you know so I actually went in and I talked to one and he's like nope not interested in original work just want reproduction and I was so upset because I knew this guy like he's been here forever too and and there was just no um, no willingness to be open Mm -hmm. to the idea of that oh maybe somebody would be interested in contemporary work right because he's only about the um, the tourists so um, I mumbled around about that for a couple of days and talked to a few people because everybody wanted to see my work. I went to art school, you know, hey, what are you doing? You should have a show. I'm like, yeah, I'm trying, you know. I said, there's no place in this town that you can have a show. And um, so a few friends of mine and I decided to organize our own show. Mm -hmm. And um, there was a lot of people willing to help us and it was so wonderful. And we had the first um, out of order show, and it was a contemporary um, exhibit. We had seven artists. Mm-hmm. And I call them closet artists because I had no idea we had so many artists in town already. Yeah. Yeah. You know, and these are long term residents. And yeah. I was just blown away, and all this beautiful art's hiding 
and uh, the turnout was amazing. It was jam packed. Mm -hmm. You know, we had lots of wine, lots of food. Everybody's just like, woo! The excitement was just crazy. Um, so it really had got started from there. So, you know, we had some big visionaries in our in our little group, and you know, they saw the bigger picture of having a school here. And mm -hmm. Here we are. Like you zoom ahead. Yeah, you know. here we are in the art school. <laughs> in the art school, talking to the first year students, right? Mm -hmm. So, yeah. Oh, look at that. <laughs> Did I get off track? Uh, no, no it's not fine. at all. Um, <laughs> you touched on this lightly, but uh, being in Dawson, you said like oh. the um, like nature and like scenery is just around you already. Um, but do you find like your work is like influenced then by the land or being used like using the land? Oh, definitely. Um, I spend a lot of time on the land, just walking. I take my kids out, and you know, I want them to learn as much as I did when I was growing up about mm -hmm. what's available and, and how to respect and take care of it. So, and I'm always collecting, you know. Mm -hmm. And um, I'm an avid photographer as well, so I always have my camera with me, and I'm always looking for the patterns and the textures and the depth, and and um, so that's kind of where my my paintings come from. You know, but uh, it also comes from life, and mm -hmm. you know, there's there's always a lot of life shit going on. So it was a way for me to kind of um, disappear into the into the process and the and the methodology of um, what I was doing, and it was really rhythmic. So it allowed me to really kind of get into a space where these things can just kind of flow. And they actually end up flowing out into yeah. the canvases. So um, I don't intentionally do that. It just happens. It's a, it's an mm -hmm. intuitive thing that happens, right? Mm -hmm. So I um, I really try not to approach canvases with any particular thing in mind because if I don't have it exactly, this is the OCD in me. <laughs> it's cr it's crap, right? Yeah. I'll rip it up, throw it up, throw it out, right? And people are just like, bah! <laughs> so I kind of live on the ADHD side of my life of just being whatever, throw it in the air, whatever happens, happens, right? So it's it's kind of an interesting mix that I have both sides. And that's probably why I'm, you know, I feel like I'm half crazy most days. But, you know, my I end up going into a career of um, um, executive management. Mm -hmm. And that's what I started back in Whitehorse. I kept on that career um, because I wanted to be, you know, I wanted to make something of myself, right? Mm -hmm. And I kind of had that expectation too from from family, you know, oh, you're so smart, you know, blah blah blah, and it's just like, wow, those are like big things, ideals to live up to. And, yeah. And I really, really did try, and you know, here I am, 45 years later, and I'm just like, you know what? I would have went a different path if I can go back. Yeah. You know, I would have stayed with my grandma and grandpa on the land. I would have learned the language and all these things that I feel guilt about now um, is here to haunt me, right? Even though I'm successful in the world that I that I uh, chose, it doesn't fill the heart, mm -hmm. right? So those are things that I really try to. And still in my in my kids that it's not all about money and and rising to the top. Yeah. But the other part of me is um, I'm very uh, 
stubborn <laughs> and I have a hard time taking direction, mm. right? So that's why I knew I had to go right to the top because my jobs from grade 12, I mean, from 12 up to when I graduated was always working for other people, mm -hmm. working in the industry, doing the housekeeping, you know, dishwashing, all those things. And I was just like, no, that's not me. I've got to figure this out. So, yeah. Um, living in the community of Dawson, it seems like art is community driven and we're wondering how that influences your work and what are the pros and cons of um, making art that is community based. Yes, Dawson is very much um, supportive of the arts and yeah. it's really grown and, and I'm really um, excited that um, artists that come want to stay. Mm -hmm. You know, and that mm -hmm. just adds to that whole artistic fabric that we have going on, and it's it's beyond just visual, right? You know, mm -hmm. we have musicians, we have writers, we have film artists, like it's just you know pottery, all of it. We have it all, yeah. And they're all um, important, and and we all support each other, mm -hmm. you know, and and that's kind of a driver for me, mm -hmm. because I'm always having talk to friends and stuff on the on the street, and they're like, oh, what are you up to now? And I'm just like. Nothing, <laughs> you know. Um, but because I'm known in Dawson, I'm known as an artist, and I'm drawn to Gwich'in, that kind of opens a few doors for me. Um, art opportunities always come to me. Mm. You know, people yeah. search me out. I don't send out proposals and, you know, oh, I want to have an exhibit. You know, <laughs> let me in. Um, on the door. <laughs> so... I've been fortunate that way, so, um, and when I have an exhibit coming up, it, it really drives me to just kind of close everything else out and get into my studio and and just start working and, and pumping out a, you know, 10 or 12 canvases for, to have an exhibit. And, yeah. Yeah. Like yeah. artists do. Yeah. yeah. You know, you work best under pressure and not knowing where, you know. Yeah. The next painting's coming from, but what the hell? <laughs> you know, and that's kind of why I kind of have this, um, I have a process. Every Everything to me about art is process. And I work with um, uh, usually five paintings at a time. Mm -hmm. Because, you know, materials are very expensive by the time you get them here. I mean, just paint alone, you know, you pay yeah. 65 bucks for a jug of paint. It's just ridiculous. So, um I always, I never waste my paint. Mm -hmm. It just goes to the next canvas, and that's kind of where that that um, theme goes, right? It's mm -hmm. it's the color choices, and I usually, you know, I'm always, in, I love the ochres and the and the uh, warm yellows and the reds, um, because you see those colors any time of the year. Mm -hmm. You can find them in winter when you think everything's black and white. It's not. Yeah. Right, the birch trees are still, and uh, you can still find leaves like the, it's rocks, whatever. Um, so I, I strive to find those things, or those things find me actually. So um, it really continues to add to my inspiration um, you know, for the work that I do. But uh, on that point of my my body of work, mm -hmm. my last painting is always a blue painting. Mm -hmm. It's always ended up being a blue painting. I don't know why. I just, yeah. I've just had enough maybe, or you know, I'm not pulling another canvas and, and continuing this. Everything had to go on that last one. <laughs> and I was like, okay, but I'm not done yet. And so I would just do this, 
crazy bee painting. Um, those ones never go into the show, mm. but uh, yeah, so I kind of have this collection of blue, blue paintings, paintings around. You should have a yeah. show that's just the blue paintings. Yeah, <laughs> I can pretty soon. I'll have to get them all back though. Um, one of the ones that I did, because uh, we went to Germany and, and Switzerland for an exhibit, and I had this large canvas, I think it was about five by six, and I had found a um, salmon carcass along the Klondike. And so I dragged the salmon carcass home and dogs are trying to bite it and I'm like, leave it alone. So I get it home and you know, I take all the all the um, ribs off and I just have the spine. Mm -hmm. And so I let it dry and clean it up and everything and I'm like, I'm gonna put that in my painting. And so I ended up doing this painting that was blue. And, and the salmon went in there and I had some um, uh, caribou antler that kind of looked like claws, right? Like that was pulling on the salmon. But um, I had some visitors come because they were doing like a, a critique and seeing who was going to be selected to go over to Europe. And we were talking, they're like, oh, we'd really love to see that painting, you know, because mm -hmm. I was drawing on my kitchen table um, because I, I use paper all the time. And that's how I um, adhere all my stuff down to the canvas and I'm like oh, okay I think it's dry enough so I, I, I prop it up on the floor and we're talking away and then I look back and there's my dog trying to <laughs> chew off one of the pieces or anything oh just like, what? anyways they end up buying that painting just because of that story <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's great. I guess, it's never done until it's dry and gone somewhere yeah. Um, so yeah it was kind of funny for that one anyways well, um, uh, what led you to start working with paper? It was actually a, um, a course that I took at um, Alberta College of Art and Design, ACAD. I should just say ACAD. Um, and I just fell in love with it. Um, it was about um, uh, working with fibers, so it was mm -hmm. like all across the spectrum, right? But we had to bring in um, dried materials and break it down and make paper. And, and uh, thankfully, I had friends there that lived in the area, so they had access to a lot of that mm -hmm. material. Um, material. <laughs> Organics. And so we all made our, um, our uh, batches, and then I was like, oh, now what do I do with it, right? And mm -hmm. so we made a lot of flat paper and did different things, and I took that paper to printmaking. And, and I really like cross-connecting the, um, the courses I was doing because I didn't like printmaking, right? So I was like, okay, now what am I gonna do? I'm like, oh, I'm gonna take my paper over there. And I ended up doing like these mono um, prints yeah. and just um, printing on these papers and they're so beautiful. And I still pull them out once in a while and use them in my current paintings. Mm. Um, but yeah, I, I got inspired and I made it the three-dimensional paper dress and I was just so fascinated with, you know, a, a spongy, pulpy material that came from a stick, you know, can make this beautiful garment that was so flexible, yet so um, strong that it held its shape, mm -hmm. you know? Yeah. Like, I, I rolled that thing up and packed it home and I just spritzed it and reshaped it and it just dried back to the way it was before like it's mm -hmm. such a forgiving yeah. material until you add something that's going to make it hold together so 
I use it a lot now as um, um, background in my paintings to build that texture and layering. Yeah. Yeah. Um, going to your canvases and that type of work, it seems like you kind of layer things up. And can you maybe tell us about the process of you know getting those materials for your paintings and and the time it takes to add each layer? Well, because I do, um, I want to use uh, fibers, so you know I have to go out and harvest them, and right. and I usually look for willow because it's um, pretty easy and, and in abundance, mm -hmm. you know. So it takes quite a while to actually harvest the willow, and then you got to strip all the bark off, and then you got to let it dry, and then you got to take the outer bark off, then you got to cut it up, then you got to cook it, you know, so it's quite the process, <laughs> mm -hmm. you know, as I showed you guys. Yes. Um, some things are easier than others. But, you know, me, I, I, I like anything that's, you know, tough because <laughs> I can do it, you know. And and uh, I'm really starting to like corn husks because they, <laughs> yeah. they break down so pretty. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, and, and that process as well reminded me of my grandma, you know, and, and, and that whole part of breaking you know, material down and turning it into something different yeah. reminded me of my grandma. You know, her making medicines and and uh, working on hides and it's just very, very physical, you know, repetitive work. Um, and I like that because I can see process. Mm. You know, when you're in your head too much and you're at the end of the day and you're like, okay, what did I get done? You know, you don't see it there. Yeah. Like, wow, look what I did today. Like, you know, I can start working tomorrow. Um, so usually, you know, I get my canvases going and, you know, I have these pristine white canvases. I, I work off or on, but they always start white, mm -hmm. right? So what am I going to do? I got to break that, the OCD part of me up. I'm going to wreck it. So I start with yellow because back then I hated yellow. Yellow was not my color. Um, I soon learned it was shades of yellow weren't my color. <laughs> so I actually do wear yellow now. I quite enjoy it. Um, but that was the color. That was my first layer. It was like the very core of my being, mm. right? That's the vulnerable layer. And yeah. my mission is to cover that up, right? So it takes many, many, many layers. And when I first started, it was just layers and layers and layers of, um, of paint, mm -hmm. you know, with textures and movement and just continuing to build. And, and as each layer went on, it shifted the painting into something different, um, which I really enjoyed. So when I started adding the paper in, it just went, whoa, this is really changing what I can do. And I actually did um, a series of work with uh, material. You know, I went to the thrift store, just brought all these different materials, I had no idea, and um, started working with them, um, you know, on the floor. I had this big four by eight sheet of plywood that I just, everything worked on there in my studio. And it was just amazing to see how the acrylics reacted with some of the materials. Like I had this one material, I don't know what it was, maybe it was a curtain. Um, but as soon as I, I put the acrylics on, it just broke down and it just crumbled mm -hmm. and so it took many layers of breaking and crumbling before it actually started to hold as a shape mm -hmm. and it ended up being a nice large large piece and when I stood back and looked at it it actually looked like a um, 
an Indian's headdress. Mm. Like it was just so pretty. Um, I think that's one of the ones I can't remember if I traded it. I may have, but it may have ended up in the dumpster on my way home, you know? And it's like, oh, people are like, why do you do that? And I'm like, that's the process of art. Like, you, these things are to learn from. It's not like the end all and be all, yeah. right? And and we have to remember that when we're when we're learning. Um, yeah, so it always adds to to the end. But that whole thing of just layering and seeing how the next layer of paint reacts to those edges and ridges, and you know you really start to see the the valleys and the dips and the you know it's kind of like low relief painting, mm -hmm. which I really enjoy. I think we can just skip to the last one. Uh, yeah, we had a question written in there about the story about the yellow canvas. Oh, <laughs> from the last time, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I remember. Um, you know, in in school, you have to do these. You have to do models. And, yeah. You know, you have to draw. And I remember my first drawing class. I'm like, I can't draw. <laughs> you know, and once I put my mind to it, I could actually draw. Yeah. You know. It's just focusing, which is hard for me sometimes. Um, but I was really proud of the fact that hey, I can draw, you know, yeah. you know, building up some confidence. <laughs> but when it came to painting figures, oh my god, <laughs> I don't know. Maybe they'll be famous one day, and <laughs> somebody will pay my kids a million dollars for it. But yeah. right now, I look at it, and I'm like, oh god, I should destroy that thing. But I haven't, yeah. right? There yeah. is my very first. Yeah. Um, representational painting so hmm. yeah. yeah okay uh, last but not least why Dawson why Dawson well here we are in 2021 our community is thriving I call it the metropolitan of the north <laughs> yeah. you know people think oh you know little dinky town in the north what's there but man we got a lot of stuff going on and we mm -hmm. have a lot of um, energetic, creative, amazing people who just want to see good things happen for the community. You know, there's a lot of volunteers, a lot of people go out of their way to make things happen. And I love that energy. You know, mm -hmm. I love knowing that I get all these invites to go to different things and I'm like, <laughs> any day of the week I can get up and go to something, mm -hmm. right? And, and I really enjoy that thriving part. And I love when, you know, new people come to town and get um, enveloped up into the art and, and the First Nations and, and really get the um, essence of Dawson, you know, that reciprocity of, you know, you take care of, of um, those around you, they will take care of you. Mm -hmm. And, you know, if you fit in and, and um, be a part, you know, volunteer, go to dinner, start to meet people, people will take care of you. Mm -hmm. You know? Yeah. Um, and that's what I love about Dawson. Uh -huh. Beautiful. This that was, was beautiful. <laughs> <laughs> this was our fourth episode of Why Dawson. Mm -hmm. We're talking to Jackie Olson. I'm Saba. And I'm Paige. Bye.